amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Say that you never come around. Who they were telling me? Don't let them bring you down. Don't let them bring you down.
All right. Okay, let's get this started. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting up here trying to promote the show at the last minute <laughs> on Facebook. Okay, you're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth with your host, Bob the Country Cleaning Lady, and I'm your moderator, just some guy named Jay, like I've always been. And filling in for Adrian Charleston, we have Nikki Brown. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to assimilating black, uh, dedicated for bringing, getting tongue-tied. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to bringing together black folks from all walks of life teaching and preaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe, which I believe is not hosted by a convicted felon or a conspiracy theorist wacko or a closeted lesbian. <laughs> but hey, we're going to put on a great show just as good as all those people too. So listen up. Tonight's main topic is should black should the black community create our own Hollywood, our own black Hollywood? And the answer to that is, eh, we'll see. Also joining us is our guest, indie filmmaker, songwriter, and screenwriter, Power Man MC. Barbara, the country cleaning lady, will put our guest in the hot seat. And after the interview, the guest will join us for topic discussions. But before we get into all that, I just want to let everyone know you can check us out at blacktopia.org, www.blacktopia.org. And you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app on iTunes, Amazon.com, and Blackberry World. And I also want to make another announcement right quick before we do the old church lady announcement. Gee, I should have been ready. It's all good. Uh, bear, bear with me. Bear with me. Okay, we're just going to go through the show. This thing is taking a long time to load up. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, win 500 cash. Win $500 in cash at the Lucky Panda. That's, that's, a, that's Panda with a, with a nine instead of a P. During the Fish and Steel Game Raffle on December 9th in Charlotte, North Carolina. The grand prize will be $500 in cash. The second place prize is $100 in cash. And the third place prize is $50 computer game credit. For every $10 increment deposit, you will receive one raffle entry. For example, if you enter $30, you'll get three raffle entries. Please show the attendant that you are making the deposit. Free food will be provided on the day of the drawing two hours prior. So get your ass in there. The drawing will take place at 5 p.m., so please get your ass in there early. You must start playing your credit to be entered into the raffle, and you must be present and inside the building to win. So show up. Show your ass up. If you aren't present the day and time of the drawing, we will draw another winner. And uh, players cannot win twice. So uh, Sean Moore, if you're listening, you can't do it again like you did the Blacktopia meet and greet. <laughs> and again, okay, we'll see you there. And again, that's at the Lucky Panda, 2610 Clemson Avenue off the plaza in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
That's the lucky panda, and that and the P is with a nine instead of a P. Though the panda is with a nine instead of a P. Lucky panda, twenty six ten Clemson Avenue, off the plaza in Charlotte, North Carolina. And again, that date is December ninth. So come on out, win some money, win big. All right, let's go ahead and get into the show. We're going ahead and bring on the host and the guests. Uh, we see uh, where, where's where's Barbara. Well, we're going ahead and bring on uh, Nikki Brown. Greetings. Hey Jay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Nikki? Hey Jay. Hey Barbara. I'm good. How are you today? Oh, we're just doing a show. You know how we do. I know, I know. Yeah. Now, uh, now, Barbara, we we trying to find Barbara. I wonder where where she could uh, where she where she could be. And, you know, she uh, starts off at the beginning. You know, with our with our our interrogation oh, yeah. session. Am I a right now? I'm sure she'll show up any minute now. She maybe got caught up doing something. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Well, you know, we don't go on because it's ready. We go on because it's Thursday and it's nine o'clock. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, exactly. So let's go on ahead and bring on our guest, Power Man MC. Power Man We're MC, good. how you doing? I'm oh man, we just doing off. a show. Let's throw this up. Let's do more for him. Oh yeah. Good, ready to rep in your hood. You heard? Oh yes. Oh yes. Now, now this is how we normally do this. Barbara, the country cleaning lady, sits you down in the hot seat and interrogates you like a cop. And for about uh, mm-hmm. at 9.35, we take calls from the callers. After the calls, we take a break at 10, play some songs, and then uh, we play some commercials. Then we come back from the commercials. We uh, die, We have uh, Nikki Brown with Astrology 101. After the astrology segment, we go straight into some more calls, and we go straight into our, seg- uh, go straight into our main topic. And then after that, that's our show. So you ready for this, Power Man MC? Yeah, that sounds good, man. Let's do it. Good, good. Now, Barbara uh, is, is not with us right now, but what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and resume with the interview. Uh, Barbara has interview questions set for you, so uh, she'll probably, oh, okay. when she gets on, we'll just let her uh, take over. But me and Nikki Brown, we're going to tag team this right quick, and we're going to talk to you. Uh, and I just want to get the listeners familiar. You have a movie out right now that's available for streaming on Vimeo. And it's called it's a, it's a horror movie. Yes, sir. It's a horror movie called. Have you did yeah. you see that? <laughs> Could there you tell the people about the uh, about the movie? I sure can. Um, this, it is a, a horror film. So I'm saying horror slash sci-fi. And it's literally um, so far we've been getting some pretty good reviews on it. It's a uh, it's actually a love story, man, but it, it, it's a, a love story that turns into a horror story. And mm. um, I know some real relationships that can vouch and say that happened to them, for real. But um, playing on words, man, I think it's something that uh, a lot of people will go get a kick out of once they actually check it out. You know, they call it an urban film because, you know, I'm a black writer producer, but we actually have a mixed cast on this. And um, it's actually written to be a trilogy. I don't know if I mentioned to you there's a novel attached to it as well. 
So we're getting some love on that, and I feel really good about it, man. I feel real good about it. Good. Oh, yeah, I feel really good about it, too. Because, you know, your movies, uh, they do well. Uh, you know, the the the, uh, the other movie you have out, um, the comedy, you know, that's on YouTube oh, yeah. right now. Can you tell people about Yeah, tell people a little bit about that, and then we're going to get straight back into the horror movie that you have right now. Oh, yeah, the, the Welfare of the Millionaire, man, one reason that it, it has done well is because it literally, uh, we literally have, uh, uh, it was actually an album one of my old rap albums before it became a movie. And then we put out, you know, some mixtapes on it and whatnot. By the time we got the movie done, um, it had a fan base cracking, you know, from welfare to millionaire. And it's it's on YouTube. As you said, we had sold some out a few years ago when it first dropped and had it up in some video stores and whatnot. You know, the market changed, but um, to society being there a few years ago, so fear. And uh, a couple other cats, man, Ray J from, uh, from Ray J's camp, I got uh, my boy Shorty Mack. And we, we had a few recognizable faces in the movie. And it was just something that um, I was inspired to do based on the success of the the album. And the fact that when uh, some of my uh, uh, co-producers and people I worked with on other uh, videos, was you know they were just kind of encouraging me to, to go ahead and, and write and produce it, seeing that I was so amped up about it in the video scene. So... That was a fun project, man, and you'd be surprised where that was going, dog. It's, that was really about to just—it's about to become a series. So that's a—that's a fun adventure, man, for me. That's my first solo album too, that I put out. My first solo album, ah. for Welfare Man. Yeah, man. You know, I've been in the game for a minute, so I'm, I'm pumped oh, up yeah, about we, that. That's still getting hits. We got a couple million views on it now. It's like one point—it's right at two million for an independent film. You know, we got a lot of love on it. We got a lot more uh, likes and dislikes, so I'm happy about that. But what's cool about that one is it is going to be uh, – we have one more movie that's coming out, part two to that, and then it's going to be turning into a, a, a series. So, you know, y'all look out for that come 20 uh, – that movie's going to actually come out at the end of the year in 2018, and that series is set to be launched in 2019. So, yeah. Cool. Well, keep going. What were you yeah, that movie, that that part two, we're looking to do that in 2018, and mm-hmm. then um, the series will be worked on in 2019. Yeah, ah, so that's that's gonna be something that's hot, man. That's gonna be something that's really okay. hot. I'm, I'm happy for for that. I mean, you know, that's a whole other uh, that one right there. Woo! I, hey, thanks. I want to thank Black Toby, man, Jonathan, you know, for looking out. You know, you, you guys been making some noise for me in the South and some other uh, states, man. That's that's appreciated over there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Been doing my thing, man. Let me go ahead and throw some claps for myself. <laughs> and, uh, and Power, yeah, no, Power Man MC, noise. man. Yes, we making some noise, man. Power Man MC, he enjoys working with me. So for any of you black businesses out there that want to work with me, work with Blacktopia as well, just email us at thegiantblast at gmail.com, or you can email us at blacktopiabusiness at gmail.com, or you can hit up Jonathan Coleman, the admin in Blacktopia, and you just hit me up, and we'll talk it out. So if you want to advertise with Blacktopia, get your stuff out there, definitely do that. Also, our uh, our fill-in co-host, Nikki Brown, she's also used the services as well, and, uh, you know, helped her sell some more product and also help, you know, get, you know, create more awareness for her uh, brand as well. So, you know. Yes, sir. Magic. I like how y'all doing it, man. I like how y'all doing it. 
Thank you. No, he's Thank, a real you. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Hi, Power Man. Um, I have hey. two questions for you. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, love. I'm doing pretty good. And yourself? Oh, that's good to hear. I'm good. Thank you very much for asking. That's good to hear. So I have two questions for you. The first mm-hmm. question is, is your movie a comic tragedy? And the second question is, was the did the book come first and then you wrote the script? I, I didn't quite get clear on that. Oh, with the, with the horror film, um, uh-huh. you know, What's we do have some co- comedic parts in there. The movie actually did come first, which is kind of backwards for how things go. My son actually came oh. to me. And, and yeah, he came to me and said, hey, Dad, I could, I could turn that into a novel. And, you know, I thought, isn't that, isn't that cool? The boy want to write, you know? Um, I'm just a, 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 you know, scripts, you know, in the hip-hop game, of course, writing songs and, and uh, productions for video and, and movie scripts. That's all I do. I don't write novels. But he took it to another level, and he went there and did a good job. And I'm a proud of the kid because, uh, you know, for a teenager, that's, that's a pretty good feat. And we got well, some real great responses. Sto- he's yeah. a, you're a storyteller, and he's a storyteller. He just tells his story in a different way. But it's still a way to express your story in, in rhyme oh, yeah. or poetic form as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, paragraphs. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, book writing is a lot more. It's some extras on there. I can write, you know. I I, I, I pat myself on the back a little bit, you know, especially when it comes to to uh, movie scripts or you know hip hop music, R and B. But as far as books, it's a lot more detail. You know, a lot more detail. And this boy well, is saying I, some words I, that I don't know the meaning to. <laughs> I'm like, man, this kid, man, this kid. This kid no words that I had to go get the dictionary and I'm like, you know, this is good, you know. But that's 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 well, the sign of the times. I'm I'm happy. Well, you passed down an excellent legacy, so he's supposed to take it and run with it and make it better. And then when he passes it down to his kids, they're supposed to do the same thing. So you did your exactly. part. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud. Thank you. I'm proud, Papa, on that one. Yes. Yes. You're doing your thing. You're doing very well. Yeah, we we getting um, uh, great reviews on it too. Um, I was gonna say it seems like you're getting you know a lot of good feedback because you're you're consistently growing. You know, you're going from one genre to the next. Um, so mm-hmm. how long did it take you to get from say where you started to where you are now? Um, I've been in the game for a minute, and. When I say a minute, we're talking over 15 years, you know. Um, as, as, and I can say I started actually getting serious with the movies back in 2001, 2002. That's when I really started um, getting more serious about writing the scripts. I, that's when I, I started writing the scripts in 97, 98. You know, I came off a tour and went in and um, just got better and better. And the growth actually came when I did it. You ever hear that saying when they say when you start doing the actual hands-on? Um, that's what really got me got me cracking. I did a couple small movies with some cats, and uh, you know, just being on the movie set and um, putting hands on with the producers and other actors, and and took a little production class to really, you know, touch up on my craft, and it helped me grow. Especially these last six, seven years, I've, I've grown as a uh, producer slash writer. You know, a lot of people don't give rappers uh, too many opportunities. Sometimes when you start writing and producing, because they just kind of throw you in that box, all oh, this is all he could do, you know. But, uh, hey, after putting a few projects out, 
a little light of mine started to shine, so I'm, I'm good. I'm blessed. You feel me? Yes, absolutely. That's what's up. Um, so, you know, like I said, congratulations to you. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, um, I see myself being uh, double, triple time productive as far as these films go. Um, I'm more doing that these days. I'm already a, a CEO and a rapper producer, and I kind of want to just keep growing in that area. You know, and as an actor, I've been in about 17 films, and I've been in leading about six or seven of them. I, I've, I've definitely uh, see myself in the next five years. I should be on that Tyler Perry plateau, maybe a little right where he is now, or close. You know. So basically, you're, you're leaning more towards filmmaking. Is that what you're telling yeah. you? Okay. Oh, yeah, I still have the record label. That's still happening. Nothing's changed on the record label. We're still producing records over here. But my, for me personally, you know, I got one or two in left. I'm looking at a lot of the youngsters now and, and trying to rebuild the record label. Um, my passion is, is definitely, I like having the power to put out some messages um, from my point of view in some of these films. Um, and I, there's a lot of messages I want to get out there and, um, people subliminally, they put in messages toward our youth that they really shouldn't, shouldn't, uh, what do you say, grab onto. And being a, a writer, producer, actor, I have a chance to put out my own messages and put my point of view, which I want to bring in a little bit, a lot more positive than what's out there in different ways. Um, in five years, I'll be able to do that. I'll be able to do that consistently. And, you know, the goal is three, three movies a year. Which right now we're right at, right now we're two, so that's that's a hot thing and keeping everything else moving. So it's just growth. Five years of growth, I can help a lot of people. I like to help people, feed a lot of the homeless with that money. Oh yes, oh yes. <clears throat> I also want to say too, uh, for your next uh, for your next comedy, you know what you need to mm-hmm. you need you know who you need to get. I tell you somebody you need to cast. Who I need to cast? You need to you need to cast yeah, Tracy Morgan. Hey, yo, hey, yo, this is Tracy Morgan. And I'm trying to get on with you, man. You I'm trying Tracy to get on with your fans, man. <laughs> yeah, right that's there. what you need. You, you need to make Tracy. that happen. <laughs> oh, man, do yeah. you know the comedian John Lovitz? Uh, uh, John Lovitz? Yeah, the comedian John Lovitz. Is he what now? Yeah, I'm not familiar with John Lovitz. What's he doing? Yeah, what's uh, John yeah, Lovitz he used doing? To, he, John Lovitz used to be on talk radio with Phil Hartman. Uh, he used to be uh, mm-hmm. in High School High, that movie that had Mackay Pfeiffer in it. Uh, big, yeah, fat, white guy, mm-hmm. older guy. Yeah. He's still um, around? He played, still um, yeah, he, uh, he, I just think he mostly just does stand-up now. He don't, he's not in any uh, movies or anything. But, uh, but I, you know what, I think he'd be great for one of the roles. You know what I mean? John Lovitz. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, because because uh, because this this what he do if he was on your uh, if he was in one of your movies. Ah yes, John Lovitz here, and I just want to say that I'm not gay. I'm a ladies' man. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Now thousands of women telling me the same. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was a little. I'm rusty. Right <laughs> no, I'll you good. cast me, good. and I'll just do everybody. I do. I do them all. There you go. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you sound like you're okay, ready, dog. You sound like you're ready, man. 
it's exciting for me right now, man. I, um, yeah, you got some hot talent, you know about that's that's uh fucking you know we doing a, we doing a little bit of everything. We are doing the comedies and we definitely doing the uh fly fire horror stuff and you know growing slowly. We're gonna work our way up to action a little bit more. So yeah, it's fun, man. And I'm looking for talent all the time. My, my ears are open, my eyes are open. You know, it might be who's that next hot somebody that's gonna have everybody busting up laughing. Or you know, bring that that uh, uh, emotions out. I'm looking for those people, man. So y'all got some some references. Yeah, holla at your boy, man. I, I'm I'm definitely go uh, give him a look and, and slide that across the staff. You heard? Oh yes, definitely do that. Definitely do that. Uh, you know you are, and, and and I know I know another person that'd be good too. You should get yeah, we, you should we, get we the comedian Norm McDonald. Say what? <laughs> And out they here, man MC? What, yeah, we got some. Um, yeah, the ears are open, man. We, uh, you know, the ears winding down. This is the end of the quarter for a lot of the films and the uh, records. So whatever you got out, that's what you're riding with. But for the new year, we have these new films coming that we're in pre-production on. So, yeah, oh, man, um, just send them my way, man. They coming from Blacktopia or you, uh, JC? I, I got you, dog. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, because we got a lot of actors, a lot of uh, filmmakers and things in in Blacktopia. And uh, you should definitely collaborate with them. I hope some of them tune in tonight and then call up and chop it up with you. Uh, now I wanted to ask yeah. you: you have a you have a, an extensive resume on imbd.com, and uh, mm-hmm. what is what do you say some of the highlights and bullet points on that resume is? You know what what I had that was fun for me um, a few years ago. I worked with this this rap group from the south, man, uh, Three Six Mafia. They had a movie called Choices Two. And in, in Choices too, there was a um, they had a lot of us doing cameos, including myself. And you know they were the stars of that movie. Um, but they had uh, Cat Williams was in it, man. And then uh, I think it was Tony Lister from Friday, the one that played Debo. You know he came in and did a cameo. And um, Bishop Don Juan, you know that cat you see pimped out with uh, Snoop Dogg and all. There was a lot of characters that was up in there, man. And it was cool to see a lot of those those uh, recognizable faces. Um, in the film and, you know, pop in and out, man, that, that, that was fun for me. And that was a, for me, you know, there's a lot of black actors, but I was feeling like, okay, I'm I'm going to a place where, where uh, I'm starting to make it, you know, that, mm-hmm. that particular movie, working with some of the guys that I, that like, especially Cat Williams, they are fool, man. It's funny working with people like that popping up, man. And they just naturally funny and, you know, doing their thing. Um, Working with those kind of people, man, and being around them is, is cool, man. Um, that was a good experience for me. That kind of mentally prepared me to say, let me go ahead and let this thing grow, you know. So, um, and then yeah. I'm excited about that, too. Because from there, I got to go, you know, I had a few kids that was running around with me. And I like to get these youngsters, like, you know, I try to get the hardhead knuckleheads out of the street and teach them some stuff about, you know, the, the background of production. You know, learning how to do lighting, learning how to do sound. If they have an interest and talent, you know how to act and the whole nine. So yeah, man, that that sparked a whole another movement for me when I did that project. And then of course this this one that we're doing right now, the horror film. Uh, did you see that? That's that's uh, it's a trilogy and this is a start. So you know, you don't see too many uh, uh, African American um, writers and producers work on these type of films, which you know I wanted to do it out of the box. Um, it is a mixed cast. And you, you you popped a question earlier, JC. I want to I want to answer that question, man. You had a question. Mm-hmm. I heard you say something about should it be a black Hollywood or something like that. 
Oh yeah, we're gonna get in that in the second hour. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to touch on it now, a little bit of it, you definitely can. You can't say something on it, but we're gonna uh, get you know heavier into it uh, in the second part of the show. Oh okay, yeah, no, because you know being being around a lot of stuff in Hollywood and seeing what's going on, I, I definitely want to comment on it, man, because I'm like, sure. There's a bigger picture well, out there, though. <laughs> well, uh, definitely let it. Uh, yeah, well, definitely let us know what's on your mind. You can you're welcome to you know say something on it right now. Yeah, I know. I'm just you know being a filmmaker and being out there, man. And you know, um, I know. Okay, as soon as you see a film, you know, let's take the Fridays first. They'll say it's an urban comedy, it's an urbanist. They they do good here in the U.S. A little bit overseas. The uh, horror and action films do good worldwide, and um, what we have is is a limited market. If we do say it's black Hollywood, or you know, we're just at like I don't think black should just aim particularly just at blacks. From a business perspective, um, employ a lot of African American, a lot of blacks. Yes, by for sure. We're just letting that be the main. Uh, the main front, I don't think that's a wise business move per se. Is if you're really looking to to grow, um, you want to definitely appeal to as many people as possible with your work, you know, because uh, you know um, those opportunities are, are slim and in between. And that's something I learned years ago. Because when I first started out, I was doing a lot of uh, films that were all black urban, you know. You know, I, I was working with a guy who I'm not working with, uh, Dale Stelly. He did The Crib, um, Sweet Potato Pie. A lot of urban films, you know, the straight to DVD stuff, but they were selling. But, you know, again, you get you kind of get pushed in that bubble. And you don't want to really just lock yourself in that because the dollars don't pan off like they could. That's my biggest thing about oh, that, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sell to everybody. Now, now- Definitely, definitely. Now, uh, now, before we actually around this time, we usually take uh, calls, you know. Um, but what we're gonna do is Barbara the country cleaning ladies here. But we're gonna we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna mix it up. Uh, uh, actually, Barbara, how are you doing? I'm not doing too well. I mean, a brand new phone, and this phone is still having complete issues. But how y'all doing tonight? Um, Mr. Gibb is here, baby. Yeah, he certainly is. Uh, now, 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 Bar- Barbara. Uh, yes, he, he's he's on the line. Uh, before we actually, mm-hmm. before we pass the mic to you and let you uh, ask the interview question, we're going to we're going to mix it up this time uh, because you, you know you you know um, because of how the show is running. So we're gonna we're gonna allow the call. You're gonna kind of do double judge with the callers. Uh, you know, at, you know, uh, you know, you ask some questions, and then we're gonna bring some callers in, ask some questions, bring some callers in, and then that'll take us into the uh, the break. And then when we come back from the break, we'll also uh, mix it up again. But we'll have him on Welcome to, Welcome to the Country, though. So so that way, all, anything that you don't get to say here, we'll, we'll just reschedule that, if you don't mind. No, I know, man. How you doing, Candace? I, um, like I said, my phones are having issues, and I have two. So, yeah, then that type of night. But it's all right. Definitely. That's just how we it do happens. it, you know. It you know like, like I was saying yep. earlier, you know, we don't go on. We don't go home because the show is ready. We go home because it's 9 o'clock and it's Thursday. <laughs> so, you know, right. I'm gl- glad you're here, Barbara. All right. Uh, now, if you're listening in on the link, give us a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press 1. We'll bring you on. You can talk to Power Man MC. Uh, 
Now, while we're waiting for some people to jump on, Barb the Country Cleaning Lady, do your thing. All right. Well, normally we get this started first, but that's okay. It's still going to get done. Um, my first question to you, Kenneth, because, I mean, first of all, congrats on the album that you got coming out next year. Um, your film, did you see that? And on the radio show. Um, Thank you. First, why the name Power Man MC? Where did that come from? That came from um, some of my rap partners back in the day, Dynamic MCs, man. We were a bunch of kids just trying to flow, trying to rap. And they was dropping, uh, you know, we were dropping that, you know, West Coast, and we were, some, we were doing some hardcore stuff. And, you know, flip side, I guess you could say, NWA. And then um, I was coming with the, with the knowledge. And, you know, I was always dropping that knowledge as power. Even as a youngster, I was, you know, I seen a lot of things. So that was my, my edge. And back then, too, I was just pumping iron like crazy. So they was like, man, you're always trying to drop them power moves. And they started the group. <laughs> and and um, it's, yeah, it came, that's been like 25 years with me since a youngster. So, yeah, I've been that, that name just stuck with me, and I just ran with it. And matter of fact, there's a lot of people that don't even know I have another name. I'm like, no, nah, Mama didn't name me that. But, you know, it's all good. That's where that came from. Music since you were six years old um, was your passion and background. At what point did feature film pique your interest? That's a good question. Um, cause I I was trying to think about that one other day, girl. I was thinking, what? what I mean, you know, I'm so. It's a cross between. You know, years ago I sit up with my foster father, and and um, everybody would be would be knocking out. And and I would be the only one staying up watching late night movies with him, you know. And um, you know, as as a kid, I always thought about that. Like, I wonder if I could make a movie, you know. And I had always thought about that. They had, and they did pretty good with me, you know, sending you to church and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know for some reason they used to tell me like, man, you got a lot of talent. You do a lot of good things on stage, and you probably gonna yeah. do something big. I used to hear that. I used to get told that a lot. Mm-hmm. And as a youth, I, I can't even tell you um. What got me really pumped up was uh the Boys in the Hood movie. That mm-hmm. when that one dropped, that was mm-hmm. the one that really made me like, damn, because you know they were talking about exactly what I was living. You almost, yes, almost. So yeah, that, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one right there, like, damn, this movie is 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 it, that was that, that hit home for me. So I, that's what uh, got me really turned up. And then I seen other. Films, you know, here and there that came out that I was uh, just astonished, like, wow, you know. But so, seeing something from my neighborhood pumped me up heavily, those kind of right. films. And then I had a big, I always had a big edge for the Star Wars stuff with my mom. So we'd sit up and watch a lot of sci-fi stuff. So mm-hmm. all that stuff just, you know, I felt like, man, if I ever got a chance to make some movies one day, I'm going to do it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. coming off a tour, I finally, back in the day, I uh, mm-hmm. I actually got out there and was touring and was rapping a lot and, and doing videos and whatnot, and um, a lot of the directors sort of asked me what I do little parts. So you know, here in California, you grind and mm-hmm. you can get that, and um, that 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 really sparked me too. A lot of these guys I was working with were asking me, and then I went on too. I came off a tour one time, and I decided to go to school for a year for video production and filmmaking, mm-hmm. and you know, just to get technical with, because I was already kind of doing it. But once right. I went to that school. You know, once I went to that school, this is like back in 97, 90, 98. Once right. I went to that school, it really just 
you know, I really got like focused because now I learned the technical things behind the camera and all of that. Not just being in front of the camera, but you know, a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. And that just made it real, more real for me. And I got aggressive after that. Like I know what I'm doing now. Y'all in trouble. Well, see, you talking about horror <laughs> films and stuff you're doing. You really need to do a bio because first and foremost, that's why you're talking about Welcome to the Country to put you on the show. Your story grabbed yes. me more so than some of the others I've had in a while because of the background is similar to my own. I mean, even though I had natural parents, that, that background kind of um, sparked the interest um, and, and what brought you to this point. And, you yeah. know, you came from South Central L.A., you know, foster care. Did you ever see yourself making it this far? I mean, considering the game, the drug life, like you're talking about, you know, boys in the hood type things of that movie, and, uh-huh. you know, for you, black men in that area, that's what they considered you all to rise up into, you know, using that broken background as an excuse to fail. But what motivated you to not do that? What pushed you to become the man that you are? There, are, there are, I'm a, it's, a, it's a friend of mine who passed away. He was like a mentor slash father figure. Mm-hmm. And his name was Howard Kelly Pickens. And... Um, this is way back. You know, he, he would uh come to the neighborhood. I was a few friends of mine who we would do a little acting with in schools. And he would uh pick us up. And it wouldn't just be his kids. He would pick up everybody. And, you know, all right, y'all kids, y'all got a show. We're going to take you here. Wherever I had to do a con- uh, talent show or whatever was jumping off, that mm-hmm. that that man would drive us around. Wouldn't charge a penny and just um, go. And him and a few other people would attend. And I had some good people around me like that who who would uh, constantly tell me positive things about what I was doing and saying mm-hmm. that I could do, you know, as far as telling me I was talented. Right. And that I, you know, they would, they would just be telling me. And I thought I was just having fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely was keeping me from from uh, getting caught up in the gangsters because was, that was left and right, especially in South Central Watch. It was just everywhere. So that in, in sports, you know. Those were my outlets, and I would see things. I would see a lot of a uh, lot of friends, you know, go down, like literally get shot up. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of my foster brothers, I was hanging with them at one point, and they were, you know, back then, you know, the, the, the dope game was like out of control for real. And you know, mm-hmm. hanging out with them, you know, I went to school and graduated and everything. But whenever I hung with them, it was just like I was right in the middle of mayhem. I was some cop that stopped me one time too while I was with them. We sitting there with guns on us, mm-hmm. you know, crack everything, you know. I seen them bust up my older older foster brother and um mm. I don't know how they knew who I was, but they knew my real name, my nickname, and they like, We know who you are, we know woo 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 and mm. you know, you knew. You over here hanging out, you actually graduated. You know, and they mm. told me straight up I need to take my ASS away from where I'm at. Mm. And think all the skill I got don't mean nothing. And I I don't know who it gave the four one one, but um mm. that was one one officer who particular who he actually talked to me. Right. It was several of us. He talked to us, and, you know, they had us, you know, searching us the whole nine, and um, mm-hmm. they just said some stuff that stuck with It was him and a few other people that really, you know how they say the older people talk to you, you should listen? That's right. I actually took the That's time right. to listen, <laughs> and it, it started making sense to me. Like, you know, he asked this one girl to spell cat, and she was like, K-K-K-E, and I was like, damn. This girl was like 16, 17 at the time, mm-hmm. and he's like, you see what you're surrounded with? You know, and he mm-hmm. just pointed out some stuff to me that made sense. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I actually I had some good people behind me that kept kept 
reinforcing what other people had told me that I, you know, I have some talent, I have a chance, I can, I, I don't have to be out here with the gangsters, you know. Well, see, before and we even cool get thing into is, it was like reinforced. The film, well, see, before well, Barbara, we start Barbara, talking Barbara, like Barbara. The film, I, what's up? Uh, yeah, Barbara, hold, hold that question right quick. I, let me let's slide in two two callers right quick, then we'll get right back on it. Um, mm-hmm. let's let's go ahead and take these callers right quick. Caller in the five eight six two one three. You're on the air. Who is this? Okay. Let's go ahead and take the next caller. Caller in the nine one nine. Oh, I think I know who this is, <laughs> but we'll let her tell it. Caller in the nine one nine four four one. You're on the air. Who is this? Hello, this is Victoria. Hey Jay, hey Put Barbara. Put some respect on my name. You understand know me? Y'all you know saying my name? Put some respect on it. Hello, yeah. Ian, Power Man MC. Um, I actually had a couple of follow-up questions for Power Man MC. I, I love your thinking, by the way. You mentioned two things a little bit earlier. One was um, you noticed subliminal messages in film, and I, I really wanted to pick your brain and find out what are your thoughts about how our community is portrayed in film, because it does sound like all of your endeavors are maybe perhaps to counter that. And the second mm-hmm. part of my question was when you mentioned that perhaps labeling something as quote-unquote black would probably limit its reach, and I am in 100% agreement with that. But in your opinion, mm-hmm. how do we then create our own niche or platform without alienating other races of peace, people, but also without giving away our controlling power in the process, which tends to be the trend with anything that we create? I, I would recommend that anybody that is actually writing and producing take advantage of a learning technology online before they uh, give up their deals. And then in their production work, you know, again, just hire, hire everybody, but you can emphasize hiring of uh, uh, more African-Americans because, you know, at least out here in the West coast, you might see one or two people and everybody else is of other ethnicities, you know, um, and that goes from, you know, white, black, Asian, Iranian, whatever. You you don't see too many. It's limited. That's why you only see so many black filmmakers. And so where you don't lose power and control of what you create, because a, uh, a lot of brothers do create, you'd be surprised how many of them actually create this stuff and they give it up because they're so desperate mm-hmm. to make some money. So they just give up what they create so fast. You know, as a youngster, I would do that. As I got older and went through a lot, you know, I started realizing, like, man, you know, I'm the one that's actually writing and creating this stuff. Black people are extremely creative, you know, and the business-wise, because, you know, you walk in and you get to these big meetings and you go to Beverly Hills and you start walking up to some of these meetings and everybody you see in there, um, they want to tell you one or two words and change what you created and then say they own it and take most of the percentage and they thing you out of the only thing you created. Um, what you got to do is just be patient because technology now is, is, um, is letting other platforms open up. So you don't have to just give up what you create, especially in production. And we, where, where blacks won't lose it is, again, get your copyrights together. Get your ownership together and be patient. Talk to some people that's been in the game longer than, than they have, especially the new cats. Because, you know, if you don't got no, no guidance, I got, a, I got another older gentleman who's a, a mentor to me by the name of Willie James, and he from Capitol Records. And he was a guy that used to push, like, um, LL Cool J and Jan Jackson back in the day. Work with a lot of entertainers behind the scenes. I started getting close with people behind the scenes, and they would give me advice on how not to lose what I created. 
And then they would tell me stories, too. I'm not knocking all black folks, but a lot of them would come in here, especially where I'm from, you know, high as a kite, you know, drinking a little bit, slanged out, banged out, and, you know, their attitude was just give me a little money up front and I'm straight, not mm-hmm. knowing. In other words, they take $100 for an advance, not knowing they're getting ready to go make about $25 million, $30 million. You see what I'm saying? Right, Things so they like didn't that. have that tunnel vision. They didn't have that tunnel no, vision. No, they... They didn't have that, and they, they didn't have a, um, the last 10 years has changed. People were starting to last, not even maybe in the last seven, eight years, a lot of people get more knowledge and realizing they don't have to give up everything to get a deal. Um, some of them come in there again. The mentality that they walk in with is, well, I got to go to the big companies, and the big companies are owned by the Jews, the whites, the, the Japanese, who actually own a lot too. Um, and they feel like if they don't cut deals with them and sell out a big percentage, meaning, they take 10 and the other companies get 90, those kind of deals. You you don't even have money to start your production on another movie if you cut those kind of deals. That's what a lot of these guys are doing. And they feel like they have to do it because there's no black people really in power. But if they just be a little patient and hold on, you know, and hold on and, and you know, advertise through these new platforms, they're going to make their money. They don't have to give all that up. And then now, now they control more because they haven't given up so much. That makes sense? Right. It does, it does. Thank a lot you so much. Of, yeah, that's what's happening. Let's call the next question. Let's do it. De- definitely, <laughs> Vicky. Thank you Thank you for that. Uh, we also be joining us again on the uh, second part of the show when we talk about Black Hollywood? Yeah. I'm talking to Vicky. Please do. I know you'll be here. Vicky. Oh, I muted myself already. Uh, yeah, what's up? <laughs> what's up, John? Oh yeah, I was asking you, will you be uh will you be here on the second part of the show? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not gonna miss this show. I love it. Definitely, definitely. All right, so we'll talk about Black Hollywood. Let's uh thank you for the call, Vicky. Let's go on ahead and bring on the next caller. Uh, oh yeah, I gotta take you out with a sound effect like I normally do. Eh, well, let's keep it moving. Uh <laughs> calling oh here, here here's one. Take that with some claps. All right. Let's go to the next caller, and then we'll bring back Barbara, and then we'll take our break unless anybody else wants to talk. Call in the 586-213. You're on the air. Who is this? Walter Perry Lee. Walter Perry Lee, how you doing? Let's go ahead and throw some claps on it for you, too. Pretty good. Yeah, I heard what you guys were talking about. That we need our own avenue and our own vision again for Black Hollywood. I hear you. Yeah, because yeah. you know I'm a writer myself, and I know the feeling of it. And we need to, you know, we need to support each other and and bring because the stuff that I've been writing, I want to make sure every, you know, I don't have my stuff again. Getting stolen or getting taken, you know, telling me to change the whole thing and stuff like that. Right, right, definitely. I, there's um, and I've experienced that over the years. I've had stuff stolen from me, uh, things that I've written, production work that I put together, right, um, non-credited, you know. So I, you know, over the years, I had a lot of different things that that uh, trial and error. You know, mistakes you make, but you learn from the mistakes if you pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what happened to me too. Yeah, you will learn. I learned the hard way. I heard. I learned the soft way. You name it, I've been through it, man. So because I wanted to do a, a, 
a black version of I Dream a Genie. And I mm-hmm. wanted to do that. And the next minute, people tell me, can you change the concept and make it into a mix? I said, no, it's got to be all black because you never saw blacks doing storylines like that or any other ideals you come up with because that's how people become, right? They want to take, want to get credit for what you had and take that, take that to their next level. Like, you know, cause that was your stuff, not theirs. And that's why, you know, like all the stuff that I've been writing for years, I want to make sure that I'm in the right, they had to see my vision, not theirs and stuff like that. There's, I know a, there's a copyright place. Those ideals, make sure you lock those ideals. Save those li- ideals. They got one way. It's called the poor man's copy, where you you know you mail everything to yourself. Now some people say that's outdated, but it'll still stand in court. Take that one, and then of course you want to go through the writer's guild too and, and register with that's them. What whatever you got. That's yeah. what I'm doing too. That's what I'm doing too. I'm going to start filming my stuff real soon, and I'm going to make sure mm-hmm. everything is copyright, so no one won't. It and stuff, and, that, and if they like it, I'm saying, hell no, I'm, I'm there, but it's going to be in my production company I'm building. Yeah, and, and even your first rough draft, the first draft, everything, is, even you know, mm-hmm. how you, you might change some things later on, right. or whatever, but it's, especially the first original draft, right. is, you know, the concept and the idea, make sure that's that's do both, and do the, you know, video now is being dated, you know, you get a video coming with a date on it, Say your name like you did when you came on the show. Yep, all above, bro. Because it's cats out there that videotape and recording. <laughs> look out. Everything, because they, I had uh, the Welfare Immunity Project. The, the one reason they hadn't gotten further when it first came out. Some guy I was working with and another guy conspired and you know forged my signature and cut a deal and checks was flying and by the time I found out what was going on, money had exchanged hands. It was crazy. So you you gotta right. really be careful, man. Really be careful. I know. People are some people aren't creative and they just want to steal other people's ideas. They want to steal. Mm-hmm. They did that happened to me and I got real mad at them. I was shocked when I heard what they did to my stuff. And I said, you know what? It's my stuff and I'm gonna keep it where I want it. If I want to revamp it, it's gonna be in my terms, the way I, how I want it, not yeah. no one else. Because that's why I'm doing mine, and I'm trying to get my stuff out there real soon. And I just hope. If you guys want to help me support it, bring it to life, I appreciate that. But if I do, it's got to be in my vision, the way how I want it, not anyone else. Yeah. That's why I'm getting myself copyrighted, make sure no one will steal, steal it, even my book, too. Yes, more power to you. I'm, I'm, I just happen to be you know, doing some novels now on this particular movie and mm-hmm. learned a lot about that in the last few years, you know. Um Right. And again, a lot of these bigger companies, this is what I found out too. You won't believe this, J C Jonathan, this is everybody listeners, just a lot of a lot of these bigger companies, you know, they, they wanna make that money. They have a, a system that makes this work. A machine. But a lot mm-hmm. of them, you know, they're not hungry or they're not creative no more. That's why you see all these I'm sequels. Hungry. I'm starving to get them. Yeah. Well what they do they try to they they will try to run with your idea or they'll tweak it and Take your idea now right. a little bit to it and claim it. Pretend, so you got to right. really, really be careful. Really be careful. Because they, they just sitting there waiting, and I've dealt with those people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something that I didn't believe till it happened to me. I didn't believe people could be so cold. And, you know. Right. We are. need good, decent black people to, to support 
for what we believe in. We need some good, decent one. We don't want someone that's going to stab us through the back and stuff. Yeah. We want some good, decent one to support us, to bring our visions to life. Yeah, that's why I'm going to bring Walter Land Production to life so people could know where I'm coming from. Dude, I'm, start from the, I'm starting from scratch, and, and I got people believing in me, and I want people to, I want to like that. So if you want to be part of my team, that's how things could be done. And you got, you all have, that's the way it had to be. You know, don't try to steal someone else's. Don't try to take something that doesn't belong to you. That's, like, I don't take right. your stuff. Don't take my stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, well believe Walter, it or not, you know, some of the bigger companies. Yes. So, well, 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 I have to say this right quick, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, speak your piece, uh, Power Man and C, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to go into the next thing. Um, okay. No, again, with the, with the copyrights and just believe it or not, some of these big companies, they're mm-hmm. just waiting on something new and exciting, but they don't want to pay the money, especially to a, a black person. And, you right. know, sadly, this, that's, how that, that's just how it is. You know, it's not too many people that's going to disagree if they know the, the industry. They will tell you, you know. Um, people are blind by here. this. they blind by this stuff and deaf-eared by a bit, too. Yeah. You may suffer if you don't just take that big deal, but later on it'll be worth it. You know, you might suffer in the short mm-hmm. term, but in the long in the long run, in the long term, you know, people will be happy when you just don't sell out. Really right. Quick, you know. Yeah. Well, well, definitely, Walter. Thank you for the call. Uh, actually, uh, you you want to come back for the uh, second hour and talk more about Black Hollywood forming? I sure will. All right, definitely. Well, we're going to go on ahead uh, and and pass the mic back to Barbara, and then we want to take a break. Barbara, you got a, you got another question you want to get in there right quick before we uh, take the break? Oh, I just wanted to um. You know, if you still were in contact with your foster brothers, because um, I'm proud of them for uh, recognizing to not keep you in that lifestyle and then force you to go and, you know, seek out the dreams that you had, you know, and become, like I said, a part of the person that you are now. So I was just wondering if you still had any contact with them. Uh, with, with some of them. Some of them, you know. They was living that wild lifestyle and they dead and gone. But some of them, uh, the few that are still here, mm-hmm. I talk to them um, whenever I can. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm actually going to make a film. Not this, not my plate's full right now, but I do want to do a film about that whole experience. In, mm-hmm. in, uh, That's what I said, know, a documentary. You need to. I mean, you really need yeah. to because um, I'm quite sure it will come out better than. Uh, Boys in the Hood because look, you know, looking at everything I saw and reading over the background, it pretty much was a powerful impact, basically into their lifestyle because you know nowadays a lot of the young guys are rapping about being in foster hood and you know parents leaving them and this type thing and they you know saying that the thug life and drug life is all they knew, you know it was what they were forced into. You're not forced into anything. Um, right. You can have positive influence to make you to help you make positive decisions, and that's exactly what you took that experience and did with it. Before we go to the break, what made you come up with the concept for Did You See That for the for the horror film that you got out? Oh, 
I was I was on tour, y'all. I'm in California, and we were on tour. I was doing a rap concert, and um, we went out to a city in New Orleans. Um, they had us out in the woods. Some I don't I can't tell y'all the exact name of it. Cause when we tour, we would do like you know eight nine states, and mm-hmm. you you know one day you here, the next you in another. You in Kentucky, you in Memphis, you in Tennessee, you know you're all over the place. But in this particular mm-hmm. town that we went to, we went to a club. And this is a trip, y'all. We went to this club, right? And these one of my partners, I'm not gonna say his name, but he was flirting with any and everybody in the, in there that was a woman. He didn't care if they was, you know, the the princess of the of the night. He didn't care if they were 600 pounds with a mustache. He didn't care if they was skinny wow. as a finger. Any and everything that walked in, he just talked and he just flirting with any and everybody. Mm-hmm. And the lady, one of the girls, seen him and and walked up to him and she told him, she said, uh, she said, you keep. He talked to one girl, and I guess it was his. Her, her enemy or something in the club. Long story mm. short, he went up to this other girl, and the girl started frowning, making faces. She, she said, "You flirting with everybody?" He said, "You better stop, cause that went over there. You flirting with her, and you mess with her, she could put a spell on you." And we were just sitting there laughing, like, "Man, ain't nobody believing that stuff. That's a bunch of, uh, you know, hoodoo voodoo. We don't believe in that. We from California, you know, whatever." Mm. And he went on and kept messing around, and I don't know what he said, but he pissed that girl off. Do you know the next day we in the hotel, he got up and was like, man, I, hey, y'all got to help me up. I can't move my arm and I don't feel like I can walk on one side. Wow. And so we got trying to, um, we were trying to, you know, help him up. And then the girl he seen in the club was hanging out outside the, I don't know how she found out where we was at. She ended up outside the hotel. <laughs> All right. And she just standing there looking at us. Wow. And he was like, man, I can't move. I can't go to the restaurant. He was just throwing a fit. And it took him hours to get it together. And she just kept popping up. Right. And, um, you know, and, and my partner Stone, he said, man, you remember that girl said, if you, if you break hearts out here, they go put them spells on you. And she had them damn bones in her hand or whatever the hell it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we were like, man, what the hell you done got us into? I'm getting the heck out right. of here. <laughs> and it, it took him a whole day to get right. Matter of fact, it was the following mm-hmm. day when we left the state that he felt better. Wow. He's like, man, I should have left around with it. So, you know, I, we was all laughing at him and made fun of it, but for a minute there, everybody was getting nervous because we were like, what the hell, you know, because old girl had told us that stuff. And when we, yeah, on the way back, you know, I'm a writer. That's what I tell you. You ever heard about the thing about don't eat spaghetti from certain women, depending on what's going on? My grandma used to always tell me that, you know, um, yeah, the that's kids in she's very good in any any type lasagna yeah. or spaghetti, be very careful about the type of women or even men that you eat that from. Um, you know, so I'm very uh-huh. careful about who food I eat, wherever I'm at. I'm very careful. Yeah. Um, they yeah, said, so see, I heard that one. That the, uh-huh. we, call, we call it folk tales. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Be very careful about what you eat. I ain't going to say what they put it on there. But you know what I'm talking about, dog. I heard the story. They say, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my grandma used to always say, be very careful. You know, I mean, we, we laugh at it, but a lot of these people yeah. take that stuff very seriously. They oh, do. They can be very and I, I learned that on tour. I had, that's that's so true. I learned it on tour. They take it serious. Mm-hmm. And then he had, he on the way back, he was saying, man, I think I like her. And we was like, what? Remember, he flirted with any everybody. He don't like nobody. He just chasing whoever. We call it chasing tail. You know, he just whatever. Right. It don't matter. He one of those guys wow. that just really didn't give a damn. He just having fun. But mm. yeah, after seeing all that and the experience when I got back to the to the uh California to the West Coast, man, I, I said, you know what? I'm gonna write a story about that. And then I just kinda put my own little spin on it and it and it mm. took off. 
Well, you and that was way... most of the feature films that are horror films, the black person always dies first. The black person is never the heroine of the film. So what's your spin on that? You know, because we're ready to break. Before we come, when we come back, let me know what's your spin on that, that you changed that in, in your film. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Want me to answer that now, or y'all want me to go at, uh... I guess you're ready to go to the break. When you go to the break, answer when we come back. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll come back from the break. Uh all right, you're listening to Black Topia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, some guy named Jay and Nikki Brown. We have our guest, Power Man MC, on the line with us. <laughs> and uh we're gonna play some songs, we're gonna play some commercials and we'll come back. We got the old church lady announcements, we also have astrology one oh one, then we have the answers to the question and we got some more things going on. So uh stick around. <laughs>
Attention, attention, all authors. You want your work to stand out and to maintain all your rights to it? Then SBR Publications is for you. Sunshine Black Rose Publications, LLC. As a publishing company made for the independent writer, we offer a wide range of services which include publishing, editing, book cover design, self-publishing, consultations, and marketing for your project. Check our website out, www.sunshinebrpublications.com. Email us, sunshineblackrose at gmail.com. Remember, where the artist can be an artist and we take care of the rest, we strive for one goal only, bringing your dreams to reality. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you're too cheap to get cable. Let huh? me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, 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 dun. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit me door. up today, and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep some curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Order Total Life Changes tea from curvybutthealthy.com today. Yeah. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com. All right. Welcome to the second hour of Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Father of the Country Cleaning Lady, some guy named Jay, and Nikki Brown. And also purchase Nikki Brown's all-natural skin care, health care, hair care products, cleaning products, hygiene products at circa2009.com and circa2009.net. Yes, yes, she has a lot of great, wonderful products. And uh, also, before we bring Nikki Brown on for Astrology 101, you know, I got some new church lady announcements. This segment is called the Old Church Lady Announcements. So I'm going ahead and uh, read through this. Win $500 cash at the Lucky Panda, and that's Panda with a 9 instead of a P, during the Fish and Skill Game Raffle on December 9th. The grand prize will be $500 in cash. The second place prize will be $100 in cash. And the third place prize is $50 computer game credit 
For every $10 increment deposited, you will receive one raffle entry. For example, if you enter $30, you will get three raffle entries. And so it'll increase your chances to win. Please show the attendant that you are making the deposit. So make sure you show the attendant that you're making the deposit. So they'll know. Free food will be provided on the day of the drawing, two hours prior. So get your ass in there early. The drawing will take place at 5 p.m. So please get your ass in there early. You must start playing your credit to be entered into the drawing. You must be, you must be playing the games, must be on it, and must be present and inside the building to win. So make sure your ass is in there. So show up. If you aren't present the day and the time of the drawing, we will draw another winner. Players cannot win twice. I'm looking at you, Sean. <laughs> like you did at the at the Blacktopia gaming greet we did. You, you win too much. See you there. The Lucky Panda. The Lucky Panda. That's Panda with a nine. And you know, nine A N Day. I mean and A N Day. The uh A N D A. And that's located at 2610 Clemson Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina, off the plaza across the street from the shell. Some guy named Jay is going to be there too, of course. Okay. Nikki Brown, greetings. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> today I'm going to be talking about finances. That's always a fun subject. So I'm going to go ahead and get started because it's a little lengthy. I'll first start with Aries. Don't give, the, don't give this one a credit card. They're known for their impulsive, live-for-the-moment nature, and this attitude can lead to debt problems if not managed. Taurus, for, for Taurus, financial security is a must. Those who know a Taurus know security is close to an obsession to these territorial bulls. They like having money and lots of it. Gemini, spin, save, spin, save. The dual nature of a Gemini means this sign will save their entire paycheck one month and spend it all the next. Cancer, self-made millionaire. They are said to be more self-made millionaires born under the sign of cancer than any other sign. Leo, I am a spender. Hear me roar. (laughs) To others, it might appear that Leos are throwing away money, but at least they prefer to spend it on people they love. Virgo, frugal is my middle name, honey. Virgos not only save every penny they have, you might catch one check in your sofa cushions for spare change, honey. Libra, balance is desired, but not always realized. Libras love having balance in their lives, but when it comes to balancing a paycheck, they tend to have problems overspending while entertaining. Scorpio. Get your eyes off my paycheck. Scorpios are intensely secretive and prefer not to share their financial lives with others. For Sagittarius, finances get better with age. In youth, a Sagittarius can have trouble holding on to money. Fortunately, they're lucky and get what they want when they most need it. 
For Capricorn, cautious but not cheap. Capricorns can appear overly frugal, but they simply manage their money very carefully. Aquarius, I'll spend what I want. <laughs> and Aquarius <laughs> and Aquarius aims for the financial stars, even if they the money is not um needed to buy something that, wait, sorry. Even if they if the money needed to buy something doesn't even exist. So, yeah. That's that that's that black girl magic. Well, you know, I know not all Aquarians are black, but I'm just speaking for <clears throat> anyway. Pisces, last but not least, millionaire in the making. Cancer has the most self-made millionaires, but Pisces is the house of millionaires overall. And those are personal finances for each of the zodiac signs. Yes, let me go ahead and throw some claps on it. Oh, oh, sorry. Am I muted? Hello? No, I can hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let me throw some claps on it. Yes, that was excellent. That was an excellent astrology 101. I love how you performed that. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Gemini, so I spin and save, spin and save. I, I, I lowered my head. I'm like, damn, that's that's so right on. Oh yeah Let's go ahead and bring everybody back on Power Man MC What's up bro Barbara Yes Now before the break We had a little cliffhanger What was the Mm -hmm. question What was the answer What was the question Barbara you see it in power? Yes, indeed. Okay. I see it most of the time when they put black folk, like especially that screen series that got on my damn nerves. But it, normally when they put black folk or um, I know what you did last summer. When they put black folk into movies, they're normally the first ones killed, even though they run away from danger and not to it. And they're never the heroine or hero in the end of the film. What's your spin on that as far as... um? Did you see that or any other film that you intend on doing that's a horror film? Well, that won't be the norm with me. And um, I don't want to give away what's happening in this first one. This is a trilogy. But um, some of that changed, put it that way. I'm not going to say which part of it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, some of that changed. You know, it's true what you're saying. If you take 10 movies of this genre, you, you're mm-hmm. right. Out of that ten, probably eight of them or nine of them go house. Um, that were the black uh, folk first, and never the heroine. Like I mean, they're a co-heroine, but they're never the actual hero in the end. Like, um, I can't think of that movie with the people that they got possessed. Like he was talking about your friends. It was a movie that they had about that. That I can't think of the name of it now. Um, but uh, the boy, the black boy, I can't think of. Uh, uh, Deirdre or something his name was, but he was the co-heroine with the white boy in the end. Not uh, He should have been the hero alone because it was him that went and looked up all the stuff on the voodoo that got the demon gone. It was some kind of uh, devil movie. 
But he was the one that got everything squared away. Soul Survivor or something like that was called. But he the one got everything going, got everybody, some of the people saved in the end. But it still made him mm-hmm. a co-heroine with the guy and yeah. the white boy instead of just making him the hero alone. They've never done that either. And I got to give it to them. They do make him the co-hero, but not the yeah. only survivor, well, you know, female either. Black female either. Neither one. Well, that's Neither all one. about to change, at least on some of the movies I'm doing, which I'm about to do a lot. Um, right. That, that that's not gonna be the same old same. And a lot of that's by design of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, if it fits in the story, now now check this out. If it fits, if it fits into a story, you know, it, and it makes sense. Okay, this will be the plot, and this is why everything's happening. Mm-hmm. I, I can see it. But in a lot of these film movies, um, that's just uh, that's just how they write them in old Hollywood. Now, for, right. like I said, a lot of this new stuff that's going on. Well, that's why we, we, we're, we're the new generation filmmakers that's going to change some of that, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not just talking about one movie, you know. But um, in my case, there's a there's a lot that's coming up. And um, I'm doing a lot of comics. I'm doing some horror stuff and, and a little bit of action. And, and um, a lot of that's going to change. So yeah. why all these other companies are stuck on that? And they that's part of old Hollywood and how they view uh, us African-Americans, you know, black folks. You see, that's what Spike Lee and was saying. I mean, that's all. Him. Yeah, yeah, they, they said yeah, that's old Hollywood. Issue, right, it's been a big issue with it being a part of the exposure to the actors or their films. If they think you're going to make more or um, movies last longer out, like, you know, nobody expected Boys in the Hood to last this long, a 25-year anniversary. Nobody expected that. Um, movies that they see no. are going to take that, that same, you know, uh, perception that you got with Terminator and all of them, they don't approve of that. You know, and well, you know they what? were talking about, but look, answer this for me too. The black casting couch, because now that's starting to come out. You know, we used to joke about the casting couch being just white only based, but now actors like Terry Crews, um, mm-hmm. uh, Malik Yaba, and a couple other guys, most of the guys are nice looking ones. I mean, because you're right up there with them too, nice looking, but for the older ones. They're coming out now saying that there was a black casting couch that was never allowed to be discussed. It was a, you know, a hush-hush thing that they were too, you know, sexually harassed, um, assaulted by mm-hmm. either their producers, um, publicists, or, you know, some of the directors. Where you're concerned, how do you keep that from happening, and have you ever dealt with that yourself? Um, I have dealt with it, and I can tell you this: the um, producers, writers. Once you go to these people, even with some of my own films, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I first started really getting into the writing strong, this is about ten years ago, eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd go to people with certain ideals, and you know, they want to change it immediately until well, the black can't be the hero. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that now there are some rare cases where you might have Will Smith. Um, and again, rare, like I said, rare, right? Rare. Well, so you, you're a big name, superstars. Um, and there's only a two, I, I know two I can actually name, and those two are, are uh, Will Smith and Denzel Washington that I can think mm. of. I, outside of that, I couldn't really tell you nobody else that's uh out there like that. One dude trying to come up a little bit, Idris Elba. I don't know if you saw this movie, The Dark Tower. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That one. Um, yeah, man. I mean, they had a big issue with that. Um, as I was looking at films and stuff to compare them to what you do and 
the feature films out. You know, a lot of people gave Ind- uh, Idris Elba. I can't say his name right, but I know the man fine. They gave him a lot of issues because even though he yeah. was making the next James Bond, you know, people went crazy about that. Those uh, those hoods went crazy. Um, some things yeah. I don't care how good he looked. You know, and the fact that Daniel, what's, what's the man name that's playing um, 007 now? Daniel, I can't think his last name, but him. You know, they were talking about taking him out of roles and so forth because he even, uh, because he was the one suggested Idris to do the role. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? The man that's playing the name. Daniel something is his name. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Right. Yeah. He, uh, they talked about taking roles from him because he suggested making him 007 for the first time have a black yeah. man do the role. So they were like, you know, yeah, they got mad. Well, you know what? You know what I'm talking about. That you want to take every role and make yeah. it a black man, and it's not about a black man role. But he was like the man was strong enough to play it. What difference does it make? You know. Right. Well, you know what? Again, again, I don't know if you guys heard about what's happening with Hollywood right now. A lot of old things are, are going to start breaking down because people are smart, and that's just the old uh, powers that be in Hollywood saying we mm-hmm. we cannot let these black people. This will change. They control your phone that. breaking up. So, what you say? Your phone breaking up. Hold up. What you say again? Because your phone breaking up. I said a lot of these uh, old people in Hollywood, they have these old uh, racist views of of, of African American people, black people, and they don't like black people showing up in hero scenarios. Mm-hmm. So, and that's you know a lot of them too. You got a lot of people out there that you know they fear blacks for the same reason they hated Obama, the same reason that they. Uh, that you know that was a position of power where a lot of people thought it would never happen, um, but um, a lot of people realize too just how how bad it's been economically and the racism that still played into is into Hollywood. You know you got a lot of old people in Hollywood that are just wrong bad people. You know you got right. some people out there that's into you know selling their souls and Illuminati and you know their beliefs are all over the place and for some but, but for some reason their common ground is still. Let's let the black man shine. So right. what we have to do, again, is, is uh, stay vigilant and be independent as much as possible and take mm-hmm. control of our own roles and destiny. Just be patient. But you everybody know, keeps acting like there was never a black Hollywood. But, but they keep saying there was what? never a black Hollywood. That is not true, what? power. There's always been a what? black Hollywood. It was just underground. Well, yeah, they can now, consider now, it's, it's, Hold up. Yeah, uh, what you trying to say, boss? Uh yeah, actually well, you know, like we're, we're, we're gonna segue into our uh we're gonna segue into our topic uh from this from this answer. So uh yeah, mm-hmm. okay. answer. Well what I think that, that um No, it's gonna change. They they put everything under urban film. Urban film, it's an urban film. You know, even with the Did You See That project, you know, um and a lot of the films I did were mostly all blacks. Now yeah. the, some it's of the newer stuff I'm doing but what I'm saying for the new stuff and what I see that needs to happen, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 just gotta write what what role fits the characters and just literally play it by role, and then we gotta do our own stuff to get what we want in those roles, and we have to do our own on films. I personally want to make movies for everybody and stop selling ourselves too, because that's what that's what happened when it was underground. They saw that money that the white man was offering and took that money instead of kept going the way they were doing. Exactly. And that's what that's what happened. Exactly. You saw you saw a bit of yourself. 
Yeah, you got to think bigger than the pie and, and longevity. You got to think long term. Mm-hmm. You can't look at that little money in and your face. I turned down the and sell out what your product was worth. Because a lot of the, as I was background looking, those movies back in the twenties and thirties that were done underground, black. A lot of those movies got remade, just like everything gets remade now. Remade with yeah. a white stamp on it. And, I mean, you let this yeah. person do that, not copyright and not trademarking, like I fuss at them all the time about doing their stuff, never doing that, and therefore your people got no royalties, no credibility off those films the white man was giving to it, like Curry Grant, um, uh, Leslie Nielsen. All of these men were giving the credit off a movie. Hugh, Hugh, uh, what was the man name? But all of them were giving, the, Hugh Gregor, all of them were giving credit off of movies that didn't even come from them. They were black-based. But because I saw you back then giving me twenty, fifty thousand dollars, which I thought was a lot of money in the twenties and thirties, I let you take my soul, my baby, my creation, and destroy it, basically. Yeah. So if y'all can get something. back to yeah, if y'all can get back to financing your own sales, I don't give a damn how hard it gets. Leave it hard because at least it's your own. We, y'all can put a stop exactly. to white Hollywood taking over. But you got the ones that like that money. And they don't mind being yeah. Uncle Tom or Aunt Thomasine, and then when everything falls through, you want to get a white man did it to you. Well, you did it to yourself if you sold it to him. Just don't give it to him. Yeah. Okay, how hard is it? Let me tell you what happened you? to um, Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Yeah, that's what happened with a welfare the millionaire. Literally, mm-hmm. they forged my signature. They, I wouldn't sell it and sell out, wow. and they literally uh, found a way to, to steal it. Mm-hmm. I wondered about that because I, I saw you. I saw a comment about that, and somebody uh, tried to say that it wasn't yours from the beginning. When I was, you know, doing the research on you, and I was like, wait a minute, because I was looking back at your stuff, and it was one of the first films that you had up there. And I'm like, now why would he turn around and take somebody else's credit? But yeah, you're right because it's giving credit to mm-hmm. I can't think of who the people were, but yeah, it's giving credit. No, to we other we people. had a uh, they literally. I literally had to get an attorney, the whole nine. Like I said, a lot of stuff mm. I speak about and see and know, like you're speaking the truth. And some of them, that's how they are. If they cannot steal, if they cannot um rob you blind, then they will steal it or try to take it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what everybody got to do, hold their ground. You have got to, I don't care how bad it yeah. gets. Nothing is going to be easy if you wanted to to make money. To How you think a lot of those black um, uh, dancers and all. Look at look at all of those who back there did the tap dancing guys, Sammy Davis Jr., all of them. How do you think they held out, you know, to, to be who they were? You got to be able to hold on. You cannot let that money move you because in the end it's not going to do anything for you, you know, and that's what a lot of these, these uh, directors and all need to learn to stop doing. You have to hold, hold out and hold on to what you have. You have to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. No, I, I'm, um, I'm content. Hmm? No, yeah, definitely. Now, definitely. Um, now, what we're going to do is we're going to go into our topic, uh, actually creating our own Black Hollywood. And I, I know uh, we actually talked about, you know, the the the, the other Black Hollywood, but uh, but just kind of just to, to 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 get out of their Hollywood and, and kind of create our own ecosystem and our own movies and things like that, our own entertainment. And I don't even think that's something that we should. Uh, you know, I guess it's not really a priority because we need to get a lot of things in order in our community mm-hmm. <laughs> before we uh work yeah, and start working on it. Right. Go ahead, Barbara. What were you saying? No, no, I was agreeing with you. Go ahead. Oh yeah. 
Uh, but, you know, I mean, we still do. I mean, it's a, it's a place for it. And, and plus we have our guest who was, who, was a, who was a rising filmmaker and screenwriter. And, uh, and, and, and while we do have the arts, you know, we, we shouldn't, uh, you know, pander and, and kowtow and, and to what do we have to do to, uh, to be a part of their Hollywood. We should just try to build up our own, I believe. And, um, and I felt like this was a perfect, uh, way to introduce the topic by having this guest, uh, so, what I'm well, going to do like is I'm going mm-hmm. No, ask me what you want to say, and I'm going to ask the question. It's the right move. Again, I'm going to say what I said earlier. And it's, it's, a, it's a move to be made, but you want to you wanna sell to everybody and keep your markets open. But I say you just give the work. You change the numbers of the employees that's doing the production on the films. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Meaning, instead of, you know, you got two, three people in a big production, that's um you got to say you got two blacks out of a hundred on a whole on a whole set or three. You see what I'm saying? As a company, as a production company, you can change those numbers. You know what I'm saying? What yeah, I mean by yeah. change those numbers is change those numbers. You know? And make it not say go the other way around, but go forty, thirty, forty percent. And stick to that because that stuff is unionized too. If you go through their unions and you got to do it the union way, how they got everything set and scripted, and the union workers are, are racist too. So you know, with new technology now, you don't people don't have to sell out, and this stuff can grow and go. You just got to be smart. If I was what's that one percentage they said that one black uh, director was saying that he had a film that he put on the Sundance Film Festival in the Indies. And they told him that if a feature filmmaker, which was um, Columbia or Paramount, if they finance his film, he will owe them three films that he would have to um, sign off to them on, which means, you know, not take the credit, you know, not take the creative genius rights, whatever they call it, but we had to give them the complete credit. What What does that mean? specifically for a director because they need to understand what that means. And the young man said he had to go and research it and understand what was being said and turn it down because they was offering him, I think, I think he said three meals for three films. Um, and if, if the films turned out to be feature films and they hit the box office with a decent draw, that they would give him the royalties for up to two years off the film, where he would have to sign over his creative genius rights to him. Explain to the listeners or those that's out there that are filmmakers themselves and aspiring, what does that mean when you sign it over? Because the young man said he said no. When he realized what was being done or what they were asking of him, you know, past looking at $3 million, when when he saw what they were getting ready to do to him, he said no. So explain what is what is the the legality behind that. The points on the back end. Points on the back end. Let's say you know how you see those movies that were made 20 years ago. And mm-hmm. would probably give him all of the front money. He's not going to, what it sounds like, he probably won't get the producer credit or writer credits, nor will he get the back end. That's what it sounds like. You get okay. your money up front for the work. And basically, he's a work for hire. Now, if they paying for it, then they saying they own the rights to it. Now, to take those credits, which a lot of them do that, if people mm-hmm. say you broke, a lot of people are broke. They need money bad. They sell out. They know they should be getting those credits and those rights, but what these people do, they they look, they love, and they what they call it, they they eat off of people that are in need of uh, uh, money. 
They look for talented people, talented, hungry people. And, you know, there's a lot of talented people out there. But they find these very talented people, and they just do them, and they do them bad. They do them yeah, real bad. And that's just, it's almost tradition. It's like a tradition in, in the regular Hollywood. That's all it is. Tradition. Yeah, so how can break they take that and build their own? I mean, how can we take that and build, like 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 Jay and them is saying, to be able to build a community, how can you get past that? Because first and foremost, a lot of them, again, we go back to education. Experience and education, you have to have all that in order to be able to work in the same field with these people because they can talk real quick to you and get you caught up. Good thing for this young man, he had education and he went and researched what was being said. But a lot of folks, you know, accept that quick talk because they don't know any other way. In order to build our own general, as far as black film and movies, explain to them what they need to do specifically, because you know what's coming from it on a raw end, as well as getting some education on it. I mean, what do they need to do individually in order to come together as a conglomerate to make it work? Hey, here's this is, this is a this question, old age question from back to it dates back to. Unity and you know the breakup of of the black family and slavery days. It all goes back to that and where we are now. Um, and a lot of these youngsters too, they uh they you know like if you see the hip hop game, I'll take it there even. The logic and staying together and unity, a lot of them shy away from that so quick. As soon as you put money in the face, they gone. So mm-hmm. you, you got it's gonna take some strong character people to believe in the, in the long picture. And then put out some quality movies. You got to put out some stuff that's entertaining people and really want to see, you know. At the same mm-hmm. time, it's going to take some strong, quality people with some money in their pocket to make that happen. Because a lot of these young, hungry people, they just go sell out so quick. You know, their belief in, right. belief in whatever is not there no more. So it's going to take some strong character. Yeah. I don't know where that's going to come from. I don't, know if, I don't know anybody right now that would turn down a certain amount of millions in their face. But it's yeah, not so no. bad if you're, getting, if you're getting paid to do something. It's like this, though, too. You can still get paid to do a work. Let's say you want to hire me to make a movie. You say, hey, man, here's a half, a half a million dollars I want you to make, blah, 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 right? Go out here and make it. That's a job work for hire. You can still work for hire, but you've got to have your own. Right. That's the track. What happens to a lot of these people, they just give up on their own and give it all up. Like back in the day with the record labels, you know, they gave somebody a car. Meanwhile, they're buying four mm-hmm. houses. Right. So what's the value? You know, you got to see it. Yeah. It's got to be there. People got to see it and people got to believe it. You know? Yeah. And that's now, what's going now, on. Now, Nikki Brown, Nikki Brown, yeah. Nikki Brown, what do you think? What do you have to say? Um, I thought we already had black Hollywood. Ain't that what Atlanta is with Tyler Perry and all of them down there? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no. no. <laughs> that's that's just somebody making movie putting in work. Well, I mean, Tyler Perry has like a big. Uh, it seems like he has a big ecosystem around what he's doing. I, I mean, I know it's just mostly his production, but I mean, he, he's he's got like a like a big umbrella, you know. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Tyler Perry fan or anything like that, but it's it, it's it, it does seem like he has a big umbrella. I mean, we could probably branch off from that. You know? Yeah, because he has Tyler Perry Studios, and he's produced so many different shows and movies out of Tyler, mm-hmm. Tyler Perry Studios, and he's employed so many of us for you know to work for his company. 
Uh, I think that majority of his employees are melanated. Um, so, mm-hmm. and and it seems like that's the direction it was going in. You know what I'm saying? Like, even now. Well, see, that's one. That's one of thousands. Well, we gotta, well I wouldn't say thousands. Gosh. But one, that's one of hundreds, you know. Um, if you're looking at well, his percentage start. base, he'd be like 1%. That's 1% that got well, that deal, you know what I mean? So you can't call that black. Call that one man that's having a lot of success. It would take over a dozen. It would take over a dozen different filmmakers to to even call it that. You know what I'm saying? That's just one. That's just one. You know, you got him. You got Cube, Cube and Ice Cube. You know, and that's about it. There's no real. um, If you guys really look at it for what's out there right now, there's no real big. uh, There's no real numbers to that. You know, um, there's a lot of people that have ran for me and said, you know, they saw that I wasn't going to sell out. And there's some, they just hear the name and like, oh, he knows too much, you know. So what they do, they just go find somebody that don't know, that doesn't know much and go out there and take advantage of him or her. And they hope that these guys are high and drunk and, you know, can't stay focused. (laughs) You know what? I I want to say... Go ahead. Go ahead, Nikki, and then I'll jump in. Go ahead, Nikki. Go ahead. Okay. I did want to say this. So you, I am very proud of you. I'm proud of anyone within the community that is doing something, you know, good and, and delivering um, good messages. Um, and so that is very commendable. Your writing, um, your filmmaking, um, your, your music, everything. Um, I Thank am going you. to say that I was once upon a time I was a media arts major and I was also uh, a theater major, right? So right. I agree with Jay when he first started out the conversation where he basically said, "I don't necessarily think that we need a black Hollywood because I think that there are other more important things for us to focus on, um, like." group economics and healthy eating and exercise, um, drinking water, you know, good communication amongst us, um, just to name a few. Um, Okay, got to put them in there real quick. Wait, wait, wait. But, but, but I do see the importance of delivering a message through Uh, entertainment because I understand that that is the best way to reach our people. And so I don't want to take away from, so I don't want to take away from that. Um, And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to say anything um, that's not good, but um, I did just want to kind of say, you know, like kind of put my background in there and like just say how I feel about it in general. Um, like, I think we should focus on, you know, and again, you're doing a great job. You're delivering a great message. Um, but do we necessarily need a black Hollywood? That's not, I, I don't think so. Not right now. Like maybe late, you know, once we get some other things in order, I think we can focus more on that. And I'm not saying that anybody should stop doing what they're doing because everyone's role is important. Everyone has a purpose. Um, along this journey so you know of course what you're doing and have been doing for 15 years is great and again I I don't want you to feel like I'm I'm taking that away from you at all because that's not the purpose of me saying what I just said Mm -hmm. yeah 
No. Yeah, that's that's I'm what I want to say too. Nikki. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. She's good. I, I agree one hundred percent. But remember, you said earlier about subliminal the messages that you're putting in films. Yes. You you keep doing that. You keep you keep doing that. You subliminal messages is just they have to get bombarded all over the place to everybody. You know, and that's something that that um that's one thing I like about being independent. You know, um, there's some projects that's coming up right now that yes, I need to have more funding than what I can put into it. That's for sure. But what what I decided to do is again don't sell out, be patient. And, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's being thrown in these people, uh, these filmmakers out here face. Besides money, there's yeah. drugs. You know, it's another exertion of power. So it's a huge battle. And then you know, um, as soon as you do give in, well, they got us. You know, I'm with you as far as a black Hollywood. I wouldn't say a black Hollywood. Again, I just say hire more black people, give more black people that are qualified jobs in the entertainment industry. You know, well, I, and sell to I, everybody. I, you know what? I still, I, well, I still say, and I'm going to take some calls out. There's one of the calls hung up. You know, if you if you're listening in on the on the link, give us a call back five one six three eight seven one two one nine. Press one. If you're streaming from your phone, just press one. We'll bring you back on. That caller that hung up. Uh, if you're Streaming from your stream from the link, at least you know. Give us a call back; we'll bring you back on. Um, I'm a, before we, before we take this next caller, I do want to say that uh, I I still say, I mean, I like like Nikki said, and that was the point I made earlier. It's not you know out of all the issues we need to be tackling, I don't think that's the a priority. However, I I I I I don't want to concede. I don't want to concede to this. Uh, oh well, white Hollywood just needs to hire more blacks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I get what you're saying, Power Man MC. You know there needs to be more opportunities for us, but I believe that we should create our own opportunities. We should find a way to to actually just break away from that. It, like what Tyler Perry's doing. I, that's why Tyler Perry's name was was mentioned. He actually, okay, yeah, he. I know it's one guy, but that's one guy that's actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's actually saying, all right, fuck what y'all are doing. And he still plays with Hollywood. He still plays with the white people. But, I mean, it's like he's mm-hmm. he's, he's he's doing it on his own, you know? Uh, well, and yeah. I think yeah. that, that that's should how you be know more. You have to do it like that. If he doesn't start, if it doesn't, um, if it doesn't increase, one is not enough, you know? Um and as far as changing images of black folks, I don't know if you got how much you guys pay attention to the, the hip hop that's really out there right now. Um, a lot of it, you know, I like some of the new stuff, but again, the majority of it is repetitive, and the majority of it is negative records. You know, out here on the West Coast, yeah. if you're a positive record, the majors are throwing whack on it. You got to look at who's controlling it, who wants to create that image of black folk. And then you, what you do, you track, like they say, follow the money. Follow the money to who's putting certain records that's being spent over and over that you know is not uh I don't wanna say uh uh I'm not gonna say whack, I wanna just say negative. Okay? Like it's record already on a record. I wanna kill myself, I wanna kill myself, hating all these niggas wanna kill myself, you know, you just over and yeah. over and over Now you look at the people that's putting that out there over and over. Okay, uh-huh. programmer directors. It ain't the programmer. It, they program directors are being told what to put out there, what image you want to create. Ninety-five percent of hip hop is black. Urban films. Ninety-five percent of that is is a uh, black. But who owned it? BET. That's not owned by a black person. You know what I'm saying? Um, here's yeah. what we got going on, people. 
what we got what we got going on is follow the money and you will see who's dictating what goes on. And until we and until that changes, I'm talking about the CEOs and the producers that call the shots on what's being put in rotation. And until that changes, the mass majority of people in America are gonna perceive black people as being at some point negative or uneducated. And they're gonna say there's only a handful of us that are. And until that changes, until we get more numbers than Tyler Perry and a whole lot of other people, until you change that, you won't get it. You know? Yeah, well, they, we need they, to change I'll it. Hear it. <laughs> so we yeah, need I mean, to change that's it. it. All right. Okay. It, it has to change. Well, we got, we to still got caught. Yeah, it hasn't. It hasn't. But, I mean, we got to make a change. You know, we got we to gotta do something, you know? Yeah, uh, I got people that I don't want to do with me because I want something. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know how it is, but I, let's go. Uh, we got it. We got callers. Uh, let's go ahead and bring on the caller in the four zero four nine nine three. You on the air? Who is this? Yo, Jay, what's good, man? Uh oh, Demine. <laughs> what's good, Sam? How you doing, Demine? Now, uh, you got any, anything you want to say about this? We got it. We got we got some more callers waiting, so definitely. Uh, Get it out right quick. You, you, you know, you know what? I agree. We, we do need, we do need more black Hollywood because black people don't read, and white people are taking our history and making it theirs. And so, if you go, if, if you know people that go and watch movies and and won't pick up a book, then you need to entertain them that way. Because if you don't, I mean, there's tons of things that you see constantly, but if you don't know, you would think white people created it when when really they didn't and and when you see every time they want to film movies about uh uh kings and queens they get white people when they want to film movie about slaves they get black people but that that that's the that cycle is reversed because we used to be the kings and queens you know we taught them everything Mm -hmm. that that they know so how are we going to reach our kids that don't read and 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 music like the like 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 the brothers said you know, white people put out a negative image about us, and we run with it. But I always tell people, if 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 they got you believing God is white and they did all this stuff and they did all this stuff, the opposite of good is bad. The opposite of black is white. So if you're telling, if you got this white people sitting on a pedestal taking your history and 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 reversing it on you, and got you thinking you wasn't ish back in the day when they really and when they really wasn't, then how would you reach those people? If they don't read the book, because black people don't read, that's just obviously we don't mm-hmm. read enough to know a lot of things. And and I sit, I can sit down. You see TV shows, um, they always promote us in negative image because that's the image they try to build for us. You look at shows like mm-hmm. Empire. Empire is one. Everybody's like, you don't watch Empire? No, I don't watch that crap. Well, why? Well, let me let me tell you why. Number one, all the successful brothers on that show either gay. Married with 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 a side chick, or single with five girlfriends, they don't show us in a good image. They're, and and mm-hmm. they're just bugging. No, no matter what we do, until we stop looking at the dollar, and say, okay, we want better for our kids. I keep telling people, mm-hmm. Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan, two NBA players, very successful, multi-millionaires. Well, you telling me Chris Paul, looking at the money and not even thinking that. They got his 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 teammate wearing a dress on TV talking about we've been robbed. Well, when kids see that, they think this man gay playing basketball. You know, 
Because mm-hmm. number one, yeah, I saw that video. Well, let, let me tell you, in Hollywood, this is what, what is known, and a lot of people know this now. Um, if you want to get on and you want the millions, you're gonna. A lot of the mentality is, you're gonna wear that dress, you're gonna uh, play this role, you're gonna do this, and this is the story that's gonna be told if you want these millions. That casket. So what you have is, and you follow the money. If you want to know what's really going on with the world, entertainment is powerful, folks. I already know that. You got a guy in office right now who got a fan base of people that like him from a TV show who was clueless about politics. It's like having a heart surgeon. That's like me saying I want to be a heart surgeon and have no clue on how to be a heart surgeon. But I got fans, so they'll vote for me. I can get in. You know, we got a lot of things that's out of pocket. It will not change until people just start saying no to that mighty dollar and thinking about the long term. I mean, in Hollywood right now, I'm out here, y'all, and it's crazy. Some of the stuff is almost. I won't, it's not mandatory, but, but you, you, they make a lot of people believe it's mandatory. A lot of these guys are, are pedophiles. Um, they got so much money and power. There's something I can't think of his name right now. They got him all over the news. Uh, but you, wine you, you know what? Like that. You know what? If you look at people like Oprah Winfrey, as powerful as Oprah, Oprah Winfrey was, Oprah Winfrey had to sleep with some people. They call it the casting couch in California. You know? Yeah, it's called before the casting couch. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and like before, before Oprah Winfrey got a TV show, she had to sleep with a couple of guys. One of them was Cisco and Ebert. And the, the the thing about that is, what price? Oh, wow, I never heard that one. Yeah, <laughs> look, look it up. Look it up. You know what? I watch a lot of TV and I read a lot. And the guy said, "That's how come I knew about it." The guy said, "I would give that two thumbs up," but he used to put it that thumb up Oprah's butt. So that's how come I know he was he was messing around with Oprah. That's how Oprah got her talk show. You're not going to, and, and then white people use that a lot. Even in the job world, I've seen it a lot, man. He's being a kitchen manager, and, you know, servers will come in yeah. later. But to keep your job, you got to sleep with the boss, or you got to get a boss head in the bathroom. You know, when, when, when you, you see it all the time. Women, black women are the most disrespectful women on the planet because, you know, they work for a lot of Demond, you're breaking up very badly. Yeah, um, yeah. Black women are, are the most disrespectful women on the planet and because they work for a lot of white men. And with that being said, if you talk to a lot of them, listen to the way they talk to them and, and stuff like that. You know, it, it's just it's just point blank. That's that's just the God honest truth. You can talk to anybody. Um, you, you constantly hear all these people talk, I had to sleep with this person to get a record deal. Well, I had to sleep with this person because he won't do a song with me until I sleep with him. You know, you, you hear that all the time. But the, the thing is, um, the, the belief system in Holly Ray, well, and, and, you know, it, it goes back to what's around you. Five minutes before you say anything, Demond, I want to thank you for the call. We got We definitely got to take the next caller. Uh, but Power Man, see, say what you want to say, and then we're going to bring on the next caller. Definitely thank you, uh, Demond. All right. All right. Thanks, brother. All right, Power Man, say that, say that piece, and we'll bring in the next call, and then we got to wrap up the show. Well, just in regards to what, uh, um, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, we're just going ahead and bring on the next caller, Vicky Santana. You you had something you want to say, right quick, before we wrap it up? Yeah, I did, and actually, to mine. And can you hear me? Okay. Yes, Vicky. Mhm. 
Okay, cool. Um, he actually hit upon a lot of the things that I was holding and I was going to go ahead and mention, but I, I, I wanted to say one thing. I do actually disagree with you, Jonathan, also Nikki. I think there is a need for Black Hollywood, um, and, and I want to explain why. We have to understand that we're in a world of shifting priorities. It's not about having one priority or top priority. We have shifting priorities, um, and I think entertainment is huge. The amount of audience that you reach through the platform of movie and music is is tremendous. So I, I think part of reversing the negative black image that we have out there is if we're in control of it. Um, to your point a little bit earlier, Jonathan, about you know playing in other people's sandboxes, it's okay to go ahead and play in someone's sandbox, but we need to own our own sandbox too. So yeah. you know, I, I think part of it is not because people are selling out; it's because we're impoverished. And people are hungry, and they need money. Um, yes, we sure. manage the money for sure, but at the end of the day, you've got to feed yourself. You've got to feed your family. It's just about what we do with that money once we actually have it. Are we recycling it, or are we mismanaging it? Um, but as for the image and subliminal messages and things of that nature, I'm trying to speak really fast, but let me know if I'm speaking too fast. <laughs> um, but as for those messages, I don't want to see – I'm not a, a Tyler Perry fan either. Um, so whatever he's doing in, in the background, if he's employing people, I think that's fantastic. I think we should employ more of our own. Everyone else is doing it, and, and they're not being frowned upon. Um, I, I'm, I'm not for men in dresses, and I'm not for black women twerking. And, I, I'm, and no, I don't watch Empire. And actually, I, don't, I haven't owned a television in 17 years. But – the reason why is because I'm very I'm very careful about what I allow in my circle, um, and I, I think that when it comes to the bankroll, if we do have more people who own their own platform that empowers us to then go ahead and hire our own, that's the reason why Tyler Perry is is, is uh, successful. He's got the economics behind yeah. his endeavors. Um, so mm-hmm. I think so long as we're we're trying to play ball under someone else's infrastructure. It's never going to work, so we do need our own infrastructure. Exactly. We don't have to call it Black Hollywood, you know, but we definitely need our own infrastructure, and it is a priority because that's what reaches the masses. Um, and, and I think um, your guest mentioned earlier about Trump, perfect example, absolutely perfect example. Um, and I couldn't, have, I couldn't have given a better one myself, but if, if, we're, if we're truly about turning things around economically – that's where it starts also, especially if you think about how much money, how much black dollar is spent behind uh, entertainment alone. That alone, um, I think they said our buying power is, is like the seventh, uh, is the, the equivalent of the seventh wealthiest country in the world. That's how much we as a black community spend. Just imagine mm-hmm. if we're spending it on ourselves and in building our own communities and having our own platforms. That way, black women are not the most disrespected out of all of the races of women. And by the way, every race of men disrespect black women, and every race of men exploits black women. But that's that. I digress. Um, so yeah, that's all I, I really wanted to go ahead and say. I think it is a priority. I think we need to treat it as a priority, and it does not necessarily mean that you have to put other things aside. We do have to have shifting priorities because at the end of the day, it's going to help us in the long haul, not just with economic empowerment, not just about um, our image, um, but all of those things kind of fall in line with the way the world will start to treat us. Because right now they treat us poorly because we're portrayed poorly. And if we're portrayed poorly, people think, okay, that's the average. And we we do read. (laughs) We do read. um, But we're not being educated. 
we're not really being educated. So, you know, we've got so many good documentaries out there that no one has heard about or that's not really getting its, its due diligence with publicity and, 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 and word of mouth. Mm-hmm we've got to come mm-hmm. together better in a, in a smarter way as a community. And that goes for entertainment also because we are talented. We're not just, you know, chemistry oh, yeah. mathematicians. We are, we are that too. And we are inventors also, but we've got tremendous talent and no one will ever oh, yeah. know about it if we don't get this together. Yep. That's, mm-hmm. that's correct. Uh, Babs, is there anything you want to say right quick before we close it up? No, I can't wait to get, um, my man MC by himself. On Welcome to the Country, because we need to get into his background. That's another thing, too. I mean, his film is awesome from what I've seen of the trailer. But, you know, I want to get into his background. Definitely. We certainly will. Nikki Brown. Nikki Brown, is there anything you want to say before we close it up? Um... I want to say that I think maybe I changed my mind. (laughs) What? And I do. What you, I, I I agree with what Vicky just said. Um, ah, yeah. We should have shifting priorities um, because we 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 can't just focus on any one thing because we need to um, be awake and aware in all areas. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, that was a good point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Power Man MC, plug your stuff, man. Yes. Plug everything. Yes. Yes, sir, will do. Um, as you guys know, I got the horror film that's coming out. There is a movement with the uh, welfare to me in there that's going to just blow everybody's mind, and I, I can't wait to wait on the, uh, get that out there. You guys look for that coming toward the end of 2018. I do have a new album that's going to drop in the summer of 2018 as well, and I'll be going through Blacktopia with a lot of promotion, so I'm sure you guys will hear about it. And we're going to fly a couple of people out here on the set on some of these movies we're doing. So, you know, stay in contact with, with uh, JC, man, and uh, uh, you guys will pretty much be updated on what I'm doing. I have a, a group of teenagers that I work with that I mentor and have been doing for the last 16 years, and, you know, um, they follow the movements, and um, I drop the knowledge on them too. And they, they come from all backgrounds, all ethnicities. I talk to everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. I work with everybody. I talk to everybody. I was raised to respect everybody but I was given some knowledge about self. So with that being said, I spread that to the kids I talk to too. Um, you won't hear a lot of, you won't hear about me, you know, drunk and high in Hollywood or, or you know, out here doing something, you know, grabbing my province and I'm out here just calling everybody, you know, bees and holes and that's not, that's not my style. Um, I'm more of a, I'm more of like, I'm more of a, I try to be more of a uh, mentor and educator. At the same time, I am from the street. Yeah. I, I go hard with that, but I, I do, I do let the youngsters know oh. around me. You know, I did some dumb stuff when I was young, but I was able, oh, to, yeah. with the right motivation behind me, and just you know, oh, oh, yeah. reliance on myself. You know, I'm blessed to, to get away from it, and I'm gonna keep pushing that. Definitely, and you know, they definitely. Can do it too. And definitely, and also check out PowerManMC.blogspot.com for more for more updates on PowerManMC. Birdman, is anything you want to say, right quick? Y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. We ain't got no more talking. Good night. Good night, y'all. Thank you. Thank you very much. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.